This is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. You know, gang, sometimes I really hate being right. I'll explain what I mean in a minute, but first I have to introduce the show. Wait, that's Joey's job, isn't it? In any case, yeah, this is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N for short, or for shorter, Tloppin'. Brought to you by Built Bar. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any Tlopin program. Just say, hey, smart device, play Locked On Team Name Here podcast, and I bet you it'll do it. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Well, the Mariners began a, I don't know whether to call it a four-game series or two consecutive two-game series. Anyways, they have a four-game series against the Dodgers. The first two are in Dodger Stadium, and the second two, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, will be at Barbie's Dream Park in Seattle. Today was uh, not the most auspicious of games. Offense certainly did their thing, but unfortunately the pitching staff was as predictable as usual. They gave up 11 runs. Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because they've had some very good outings. Justice Sheffield has put together two great games in a row. Nick Margevichis was spectacular in his last start. Justin Dunn, not so much this time, unfortunately. As I said, it was a 11-9 Mariners loss. Mariners did get the scoring underway in the first inning with two. Dodgers answered back with one. So going into the second inning, it's a 2-1 Mariners lead. Dodgers go off in the second, a very tough inning for Justin Dunn. Very quickly, the bases are loaded by two singles and a walk, and then a hit-by-pitch forces in the go-ahead, pardon me, the tying run. After a pop-out, Mookie Betts hits an RBI single, and then Corey Seager, yes, Kyle's brother, hits a three-run home run. Dodgers again score five in the second inning. There's that big inning again popping up. However, in the very next half inning, the Mariners put together a big inning of their own. J.P. Crawford makes out, but then Dylan Moore hits a single. Kyle Lewis then hits a two-run home run to bring the Mariners within two runs. 6-4 Dodgers advantage at this time. Very next hitter, the second part of the Kyle connection, Kyle Seager hits a solo home run. 6-5 Dodgers. Austin Nola singles, and then after a Vogue fly out, Evan White hits a home run to give the Mariners the lead, 7-6 at that time. Anthony Misevich came in to pitch the uh, bottom of the third inning, and he goes 1-2-3, brings them down in order. Mariners get one more back in the top, pardon me, yeah, the top of the fourth inning on an RBI single by Kyle Seeger, driving in Kyle Lewis, the Kyle connection doing its thing again. And do you remember at the top of the show where I said I hate being right sometimes? Mariners had the lead at this time, 8-6. to six. I decided to get in the shower, and I said to myself, the Dodgers are going to have the lead once I get out of the shower, aren't they? Well, guess what? When I got out of the shower, it was 11-9, to nine, Dodgers advantage. Dodgers blew up in the seventh inning once again. 
I'm not even going to tell you what happened because who cares? They scored five runs in the seventh inning. Mariners got one back in the eighth to bring the score to that 11-9 to final tally. Frustrating game. Seems like one that they should have should have won. And again, on the subject of being right, I was kind of in a Twitter conversation with Locked On Dodgers co-host Jeff Snyder, and I made the comment, you know, I, I basically said the same thing about getting in the shower um, as I said here, and he said, can't you get back in the shower because he wanted the Dodgers to score more runs? So I reply with, nah, I'm good. I'd rather see Vogelback's game-ending strikeout live. Well, he didn't strike out, but he did pop out to end the game, so I was close on that one. I don't like being right about things like that, but I knew that Vogie was toast after the first pitch of the at-bat, which was right down the middle of the strike zone. It was a cutter, but against Jansen, you have to kind of look for the cutter, so he should have been expecting it, and he just let it go by for strike one. These are the kinds of at-bats that I spoke of last time where the Mariners have been trying to get him to be more aggressive earlier in the count, and you can even tell on the TV side that Mike Blowers and Aaron Goldsmith were a little perturbed that he let that one go by. In any case, the count actually wound up going a three and one. Jansen threw three well outside of the strike zone, and I don't remember if Vogie um, popped up a three-two pitch or a three-one pitch. It does not matter. Ugh. Anyway, so eleven to nine the total. Mariners uh, lose the first game. I don't again. I don't know whether to call this a four-game series or whether it's two successive two-game series. Whatever the case is, they lost. Mariners trivia question for the day is the following. The Mariners played their first game against the Los Angeles Dodgers on Saturday, June 14, 1997 in the Kingdom. It was on this date prior to this game that the Mariners inducted their first player into the Mariners Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure you know who it is, but who is it? Answer following this from Built Bar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Built Bar is back. They've improved, and they're still great-tasting protein bars that are high in protein, low in sugar, and low in calories. They're still covered in 100% chocolate, and they're still a great snack for somebody like me who knows that he should eat healthier, but who is not going to sacrifice taste for nutrition. I will not eat what I don't like, and I do like these things. In addition to the 12 original flavors, they've busted out six new ones, including caramel brownie cookies and cream and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com to try them and to compile a box of the flavors you would most like to try. Also, there's a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last, so get those orders in as soon as you can. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, please use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $10 off of your next order. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order, and while supplies last, a free cooler with every purchase. Answer to the Mariners trivia question. Prior to the June 14, 1997 game in the Kingdom, which was the first Mariners game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Mariners inducted Alvin Davis as the first Mariner into the Mariners Hall of Fame. If you have a baseball question or a comment on the show, just send an email to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com and we will consider using it, or I will consider using it, for the Friday Mailbag segment. 
I'm honestly unsure if we're doing one this Friday or not, and it does not have anything to do with the number of emails I've received. It's my 100th episode, and I might bump the mailbag to next week because I'm working on a little project that hopefully comes to fruition for this 100th episode. Details to come later in the week. More Locked On Mariners following this. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey. Locked On Mariners going to continue to talk about yesterday's game just for a little bit, basically just one game note, and then we're going to get you caught up on some injury news. Last night was the first time that Kyle Seeger and Corey Seeger had ever faced each other, pardon me, in a Major League Baseball game. Last time the Dodgers and Mariners played against each other, I think it was Corey who was injured. Um, I could be wrong about that. There's also, remember, an eight-year age difference in these gentlemen. So they've never really played against each other at at any level. So it was a first for them, and they both homer in the game. This was the first time that brothers had homered in the same major league game since 2001 when Felipe Crespo and Cesar Crespo both hit home runs in a same game. So that was very cool for the Seeger family, I am sure, to, uh, to, to witness that. Both, of their, uh, both Seeger boys did pretty well. Corey's team obviously came out on top by two runs, and it'll be interesting to see, or maybe not interesting, but certainly fun to watch how the Seeger brothers do against each other in the remaining games of the series. Now for some injury updates, and we'll start behind the dish. There really is still no timetable for Tom Murphy's return, which would be a little bit more critical if Austin Nola were having a poor season. He's not. He's hitting 283. He's at two home runs. He's driven in nine. On base plus slugging is 848 for the 30-year-old career minor leaguer who got his first taste of Major League action last season. And the Mariners like what he does behind the plate. I don't know if it's still a work in progress or a finished product at this point, but remember, gang, he came up as a shortstop and was basically a utility infielder for the Mariners last season. He didn't start catching until 2017, I want to say, while he was in the Marlins system. And again, he's worked his tail off to get to where he is behind the dish. The Mariners like him back there as a defensive catcher. And the offense is certainly there, too. He's driven in, you know, a few key runs. Like I said, 283 batting average. He's hit second occasionally this year. He's been hitting fifth or sixth most of the season. And obviously, the Mariners want to get Tom Murphy back as soon as possible. But they don't need to rush him because Nola is doing so well, which is great to see. It's great to see hard work paying off, especially for somebody who doesn't reach the major leagues until they're 29 years old. Good to see hard work and perseverance uh, paying off. Kendall Graveman is uh, still on the injured list. I, I keep wanting to say disabled list. It's been years since that happened. In any case, the Mariners announced yesterday on Monday that Graveman's got a benign spinal tumor Um, And I'm just going to kind of quote this article because benign tumors are way out of my area of expertise. So I'm going to quote parts of this article that was on MLB.com by Bill Ladston and uh, David Adler. 
Quote, Mariner's right-hander Kendall Graveman revealed on Monday that he has been diagnosed with a benign bone tumor in the C6 part of his cervical spine. The tumor can't grow anymore or get worse with his pitching motion, Graveman said after pitching a rehab game at the team's alternate site. There is a surgical procedure to address the tumor, but Graveman said he won't have that until sometime in the future. Graveman has been dealing with the problem for two years years but medication has helped him throw on the mound but the whole process is trial and error end quote the article goes on to say i'll quote again quote graveman says he plans to make one more rehab start on regular rest in an intra-squad game and then rejoin the mariners mariners manager scott service says he wants to talk to the training staff before deciding the best course of action for graveman end quote so it sounds like he might be on his way back, we shall see, but obviously his health has to come first. I know the word benign is in there, but the fact that the word tumor is in there also scares me. The dude has to take care of himself, baseball has to be secondary to that, and I know that the Mariners realize that. They're not going to uh, put him in a position to jeopardize his health, and they're going to do the right thing by him. There's no easy transition out of that, so we're simply just going to move on. Also on the injured list is Yoshihisa Hirano, who has not pitched all season. He had tested pos- positive, pardon me, for COVID-19 during the offseason, and he missed uh, the entire summer camp due to that. According to an article published four days ago on August 14th on CBS Sports, he has joined at that time the Mariners' alternate training site, and basically just needs to get in shape before he can join the Major League Club. And that's kind of the injury update for the Mariners, so to speak. Tomorrow's game will feature Marco Gonzalez on the mound against Tony Gonsolin, starting for the Dodgers. Gonsolin has yet to give up an earned run this season in two games, eight and two-thirds innings, of work. While the Mariners' single-digited left-hander is 2-2 two two in four starts, 22 and two-thirds innings pitched, and a 3.97 ERA, and a whip under one. Hopefully he turns out a good outing to even up the series, and we will talk about that game on tomorrow's episode, of course, where I will be joined by guest panelists Bull Shannon, Dr. Julius Strangepork, and a baby grand piano. Ooh, that's going to be fun. You will not want to miss that conversation. It promises to be great. So download, rate, and subscribe to this program so you never miss an episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, any podcasting app that pops into your brain head, go ahead and look for us there. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Have a great Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully talking about a Mariners win. And if they lose tomorrow, that's the last time I'm going to say that. This is Joey Martin. Join us tomorrow for the next edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.